sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it is time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell, uh, is going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. I think we're going to start by talking about dividends. We're going to talk about special dividends. Special dividends. So, because it's a special time of year, we're going to talk about, about special dividends. So, B&M European value retailers, on the day that we're speaking, um, uh, unveiled a 25p share special dividend. That's the fourth in the company's history in the, the third year in a row. And if I've got those statistics mm. wrong to anybody, I apologise, but I've tried to do my research as diligently and thoroughly as I can. And by my reckoning, keep an eye across the whole FTSE 100, that's the 12th special dividend that's been announced this year by a FTSE 100 member. And again, I do this by hand and eye, reading all the RNSs mm. myself. So if anybody's got one out there that I've missed, please tell me, because I'm, I'm in your hands. I make that admirable Anglo-American, AB Foods, Barclay, Ferguson, Glencore, Hargreaves, Lansdowne. Who are they? Microfocus, <laughs> uh, Next, Rio Tinto, St. James's Place, and now B&M. So that's, Which that's is a, yeah, especially a interesting. Yeah, especially interesting because last year, of course, we we're getting well, lots it, of companies passing. This is the thing. We've, we've very quickly flipped around. So I think, one, it shows you how last year when companies were cutting, they kind of prepared for the worst and hoped for the best. And for all of the current debate of a the new variant. Hmm. Um, I don't think the, the worst did materialize and they were very efficient but, uh, and, and cut costs very quickly. Uh, so, so ordinary dividends are going up quite sharply. Special dividends are back. About £5 billion pounds worth of special dividends have been declared by FTSE 100 members this year. And also nearly £19 billion pounds of share buybacks, which again, dried up pretty much completely in 2020. So if you add together regular dividends, special dividends and buybacks, that's about 105 billion pounds of cash return to investors this year. That's a five and a quarter percent cash yield. Now, when you're getting 0.1% from the ever generous Bank of England and 0.75% from UK 10 year gilts, mm. you can kind of make a value case for UK equities without having to try desperately hard, particularly at least if you're an income seeker. Yes. Now, yes. You, you may want to have a think about where those yields are coming from if you're particularly doing it in, in the ESG or environmental, social, and governance screen because miners, oils, and tobacco are all very big contributors. Not the only ones, but big. And you might think that you know, drilling and digging and smoking are things that you just do not with, which to be associated mm. with. And I, if that's the way you want to be, I get that. But there'll certainly be plenty of people who I suspect are just as happy to put cash and profit, at least in line with the principle, if, if, if not ahead mm. with it up to a point. So whatever, whatever is good for you. So I think that's interesting that the cash is flowing in. And you know, there's that old saying, right, that... Um, bull markets only end when the money runs out. So at least in this respect, you've got £105 billion coming in. So the question is, well, where is it going? And at the moment, there have only been £15 billion of IPOs this year and £25 billion of secondary placings. So you've got 105 coming in, 40 going at 40 odd, 50, 40 odd, 50 going out. So that sounds quite promising. So at least you would expect some of the surplus, perhaps not all, some of the surplus to be to be reinvested. So you would take that at least to be a relatively encouraging sign for UK equities. And, and the other thing is, we've seen, what, 70 bids for UK company, quoted companies this year. There's been about 10 or 15 fall through. There's been another 60 or 70 gone through. And there's been one more today with Cloud Coal. There was one more last week with Cleanagen. And that's putting more cash in the investors' pockets. So if you're looking at fund flows at the moment, 
it's going the right way. It's more cash in than cash out. Now, clearly that can, you know, if you know there's some exogenous shock or things collapse in a big hole, then clearly, you know, th that might look quite so good. And and there are, I, you suspect, deep down some pockets of capital misallocation in clearly overpriced stocks that to me look like they're never going to generate cash or make a profit. But at the moment, there probably aren't enough of them around in the UK to do a profound amount of damage. You can already see them starting to crater in the US, which is a trend I'm watching very, very closely. And you can see that mirrored in the performance of, and this isn't knocking what Kathy Woods achieved. I think we touched on it last week, but it, you can clearly see it in, you know, the ARK Innovations ETF and the way that share price is getting put through the mincer. And you can see it in the way SoftBank share price is getting put through the mincer that you know, people may be losing a bit of interest in some of these really flighty things. But for the UK, at least, you can make a value case for it based on yield. You can make a value case for it based on the fact that there's people crawling all over it looking to buy assets, which they clearly think are cheap. Mm. So it's just intriguing that this, this cash is coming back to investors and it, it may be looking for a home, which you would view at the moment, at least, is a, a relatively healthy thing from a UK equity perspective. Let's briefly uh, um, play this and take a pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm in Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors and Share Radio. I'm in conversation with Russ Mould of AJ Bell. Uh, now, obviously, if you're looking at any individual company and they're paying oodles in dividends, you have to ask yourself, you know, how well is the dividend covered? How safe is it? Yes, that's all now, very okay, good. We talk about exogenous um, shocks, but let's leave that to the side. Are the majority of companies that are actually paying all this money to, to investors, I mean, how safe is that? Because the last thing you want to do is get suckered in for yield. Find, in theory, you're getting 5% five, 5 or, or whatever, but the share price has dropped by 20% well, or yeah, more. Yeah, and, and, and I think if you look back to 2016, when the yield was, there was seen to be more than 5%, uh, and when FTSE dividends actually were £85 billion, pounds, they, they haven't gone any higher since. They're at 81 now. So, and then there have been a lot of cuts since. I think the good news now is that having just done the numbers by pure chance, uh, FTSE 100 dividend covers about 1.8, 1.9 times. Now, that's not quite as high as you'd like. If you're really picky, you'd like it north of two, because that does give you a bit of buns. If there is an exogenous shock, it gives you a little bit of slack. And in 2016, the ratio was about 1.4 times, which gave you no slack at all. And strangely enough, you've actually seen quite a lot of mm. big cuts in the meantime. So I think overall cover is now better. It's not quite in the comfort zone, but it's a lot nearer to it. Um, and again, then you need to look at the provenance of those dividends. And you are still heavily reliant upon oils, banks, miners, consumer staples. Now, consumer staples within reason, I think you can you can take as take as being reasonably, reasonably good for that. Again, you, you might look askance at tobacco. But at the moment, the tobacco stocks are generating ample cash flow to fund their mm -hmm. dividends. Um, but I, 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 and at the moment, what was intriguing about the British American Tobacco Statement was that the, the, the I can't remember the exact phrase from the, from the chief executive, Jack Bowles, but he talks about elasticity in the industry, whereby, um, which he described as being 0.4 to 0.6. So I sort of went away, scratched my head, did some reading around. And apparently what that means is 
if you put your prices up by 10%, you only lose between four and 6% of volumes. So net, mm-hmm. net, you're four to six, you're, you're, you're four or five percentage points better off in revenue terms still. So for the moment, at least, whatever you think of tobacco, I've never smoked in my life, um, it, it's still capable of generating revenue growth, even if volumes are falling. It's capable of generating good margins and cash and therefore funding those dividends. So cover is not bad, but you know clearly that could change if the oil price goes back through the floorboards or metals prices mm-hmm. go back through the floorboards. So again, you need some degree of comfort there. But given that, as we've discussed before, you're seeing energy demand go up. We are seeing supply side restraint in oil. And we saw Shell last week decide not to develop the Cambo field mm. in the North Sea because of political pressure, public pressure, the cost of insuring, the cost of getting it. it they just decided it just not to bother. OPEC is still showing some, some restraint. Uh, you, you still sense that oil is relatively well underpinned here in the in the high 70s, and that will mean that Shell and BP generate dollops of cash. Now they may they will be looking to reinvest a big chunk of that, but they will still have enough they believe left over to, to comfortably fund mm. those rather fat dividends. So again, from an ESG point of view, you're going to really have to hold your nose, but the the yield mm. could well be there well underpinned next year. And the other thing to consider is is how the UK market looks for overseas investors. Well, it, we've yeah, had well, a few. We've had a few, you know, big. We've had oodles um, of, of, uh, of overseas in, bids, yeah. And, yeah. and with the pound back at a twelve-month low, because of the latest hmm. political shenanigans and uncertainty over what the government's policies are with regard to Omni, um, the, the, the new variants, yeah. um, that is, if you're an overseas buyer, is an is an additional incentive to, to to at least have a look because you've got a cheap currency to hmm. to give you a little bit of bonds as well at the same time. So. I think the UK is a bit of an odd market in that it doesn't have a lot of tech and a high and, and a high growth. It's got pockets of it, but not lots and lots of it. But it's got lots and lots of cyclical growth, lots and lots of potential deep value stocks, and lots and lots of income. So all things that have generally been relatively out of fashion for the last 10 years, but it doesn't mean that they'll stay out of fashion forever and ever and ever by any means. And if the economic environment changes, we've discussed, discussed before, and inflation or, God forbid, stagflation are the names of the game, then those sort of assets intuitively, if history's any guide, um, are going to be of more interest. Well, it's nice to have a degree of optimism for once. I can't say that there's been that much of it this yeah. year. <laughs> and, and no, well, and the UK, and then the UK market's underperformed serially for quite a long time, certainly yeah. since the Brexit vote, and even yes. frankly a little bit before then, if the truth be yes. told. But for whatever you think of of Brexit, you know, it, it's it's probably not helped sentiment. It's not helped the pound. But we know that Brexit is, however, it was sold to the British public. It's in the, it's a process. It's not an event. And the pros and cons are going to take time to develop. It's not going to be a, a one and done, which may have been how it was presented in certain quarters. Russ, thank you very much indeed. Um, Russ Mould is Investment Director of AJ Bell. We'll be looking at the financial outlook for personal investors. We'll be back with more at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.